and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me, I got them both back. I know we've had a couple episodes where we've been missing, but we've got Court Winsett. Hello. It's been a while. I'm not sure I still know how to do this. <laughs> and Cameron Spann. Happy to be back. Katie, you are the one constant in Bullcast. No, y'all kick me off sometimes. Yeah. We've all had an episode where we've co-hosted with I, another one of us. I think, I think there's only been like two episodes that I haven't been on, and one of them, y'all reference like mean girls so many times when i wasn't there it's like you were still trying to channel that i was there so am i the mean girl on the podcast well you're the only girl so (laughs) you like high heels that's true yeah i did have somebody the other day that's talked about like you should do an episode about all the costumes you have (laughs) like i mean yeah i could talk about costumes all along okay so we are in january and uh you hopefully have survived the holidays you've survived new year's New you, new year, right? New year, new you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> new year, new me. The new year episode that y'all did without me, of course, my Christmas break was taken up with uh, with COVID. So, you know. Lucky you. Yeah, I was, I was pretty much out of it, basically from Christmas Day to New Year's Day. So, yeah, when I finally actually was was better and felt more myself, I guess you could say it was like New Year, New Me, because I was I was finally functioning after New Year's Day. <laughs> I see how it is. When I had COVID, I still had to call into the show. <laughs> Remember that my kids were yelling in the background and I'm talking about kids? I think that was the episode. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about kids and you're like, oh, I'm struggling and I'm on this stupid podcast with you guys. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I had, I, my voice was affected uh, a lot. Like I was, I was super, super hoarse. I did not sound good. It would not have been a pleasant listening experience for our listeners to hear my voice while I was, when I had COVID. Y'all have made me talk when I've been hoarse. I mean. Okay, we, we gotta get, we gotta talk about what we're talking about. Reel it in. Reel it in. Obviously, I was tongue in cheek with the new year, new you, because a lot of it it's just this you know bells ring it's now a new year everyone thinks okay reset let's get our crap together essentially so this is also financial wellness month it's exactly what it sounds like it's a month dedicated to kind of doing a gut check on your finances making sure you're starting the new year off right you were financially kind of resetting and rechecking everything out i feel like if there was a holiday that bullcast celebrated this would be the one right yeah. Financial wellness is kind of what we're here for. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless there's a personal finance day. I mean, it's like instead of barbells, we're lifting, we're, you know, lifting papers of like, yeah, you got your organization ready. And I don't know. Never, okay. We're there's done. probably, <laughs> there probably is a personal finance day. As a matter of fact, we may have even referenced it before. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a day for everything. There's nowadays. financial literacy days. There's personal yeah. finance, financial planning days. I can just picture our bull cast, uh, bull, you know, out there with some weights. Like, yeah, let's get financially fit. Pumping a budget in one hand and a tax return in the other. Yes. Awesome. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start with a little fun. Um, these, we're going to do a list? We're we going to do a list? list? We still do that, right? <laughs> we do lists now. So movies to stream if you need a hand reaching your goals. From bustle.com, apparently, is, yes. is what we're pulling this from. Okay, so uh, I'll start with Round Robin. The founder, a true story about McDonald's founder, Ray Kroc, Michael Keaton. Hmm. It's a fun movie to watch, actually. It just kind of shows you about the goals and a little bit about like people stealing ideas. And <laughs> so uh, if you got a good idea, kind of keep it, keep it locked down. Oh, Ray Kroc was a little sleazier than we thought, right? <laughs> mm. 
next movie is Hidden Figures, which is the biographical film <laughs> about the uh, the women of color who helped launch NASA. The story of the NASA pioneers, yeah. They were integral to the process of getting John Glenn into space. Yeah, very good their, movie. Their math. I have not seen it, but apparently you can stream it somewhere. It's good, and the title comes from the times they lived in. They were hidden, you know, women of color. They weren't really highlighted for all of their mathematical work. Yeah. Mm. Okay, next is Aaron Brockovich. Yes. I have seen this movie. It's It's been a minute. Um, Dame Julia Roberts. Yeah. Julia Roberts obviously stars. She won an Oscar for this, I think. And it's the true story of, of Aaron Brockovich, a, a woman who took on a, a big chemical company that was hurting people. Hurting and, a town, yeah. yeah. You know, single mom, all, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. A League of Their Own, one of my favorites for sure. There's no crying in baseball. Crying in baseball. Great movie about the women kind of all starting to play baseball while the men are at war and just kind of how a company shifted their models to still try and stay afloat when they didn't have any of the men to play baseball. Yeah, I don't know which streamer it is, but I did read an article recently that there's apparently a, a League of Their Own series, TV there's, series There's now. a new series on it. I've watched a little bit of it. I'm, I'm so much of a purist of I love the original with, you know, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, mm. Madonna... Rosie O'Donnell, that I'm going to give it another chance, but it's one of those, like, that's one of my favorites. Next movie is Creed, which is a sequel to the Rocky franchise starring Michael B. Jordan. Now, don't hate me. I actually have not seen this. <gasps> I know. I know. I heard it's good. It's good. And if it's like the other Rocky movies, it's all about a great comeback. You're defying the odds. Michael B. Jordan plays the son of Apollo Creed, mm -hmm. and he takes up boxing like his daddy. Yeah, Rocky's in it. Yeah, and it's all about the story of him, this goal that he has set for himself in achieving that There's goal multiple and I think there's a new one coming out too. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, next on the list is La La Land. Boy, I'm getting some not favorite movies of mine on this list. <laughs> uh La La Land. It, I, I have seen it though. Uh yeah, I guess this was described by one critic as a love letter to LA. It's basically Hollywood congratulating themselves on being Hollywood, really. It's like the Oscars. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. And if you didn't like this movie so much, I'm sure you loved when their Oscar got taken away from them at the Oscars. <laughs> La La Land won. Oh, never mind. It was Moonlight. You didn't win. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was such a mess. Cool Runnings. Woo! The Jamaican bobsled team mm -hmm. and uh, just... Such a crazy John movie. Candy. John Candy's in this yeah, one. Yeah, this is one um, that y'all have said some quotes from this movie, and I never, Sanka, I never get you the quotes. You dead yet? Oh man! And he had his egg. And it's like whenever I get really cold, I feel like Sanka because he like literally runs back in the airport and puts everything on, including his duffel bag. He is just and his braid like breaks off because it's frozen, and oh, he's got his egg, and uh, yeah. It is a really funny and heartwarming movie. Mm. I mean, there's lots of aspects in it because you've got the one guy that's pressured by his dad and he's not really supposed to be doing the bobsled team. And then you've got dynamics of just the different mix coming together. And then John Candy, which has a little bit of crooked, shady stuff going on with him. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I regret is I had an opportunity to go on a trip with David. And for some reason, I couldn't go. But I think it's in Park City. They have the bobsledding where you can like, it's almost like a little roller coaster. You can do like the bobsledding experience mm. and yeah. Interesting. I think it'd be fun. That's cool. Okay, I'm stealing this next one from you, Cam, because I got a lot to say about this movie. The Fine. next one on the list is Slumdog Millionaire. Now, when this was in theaters, it was a big hit in theaters. Everybody was calling it the feel-good movie of the year. I went to see it thinking it was going to be a feel-good movie. It did not make me feel good at all. This movie is 
99% of the movie, like the bulk of the movie is just sheer misery. I mean, you're just watching these kids just have the worst life ever. It is, it, it, make, it just makes you sad. The only reason it is a feel good movie is because of the way it ends. So if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it for you, but you, you gotta make it to the end before you actually feel good. The rest of the time, you just feel terrible for these people. I don't know, have y'all seen it? Yeah, a lot of small homeless Indian children. It is sad. It, I haven't seen so it So the main star, he goes on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? The Indian version of the, it? The Indian version of it, yeah. Basically, his life story is told from his perspective as a child, uh, and then it's interspersed with clips of him as a grown-up on this game show. I had the soundtrack on repeat. I remember Jai Ho being uh, was huge, a huge song, and I, I definitely listened to it quite a few times when it was when it was big. Yeah. All right, I'll wrap up the list with yet another movie I have not seen. Thank you, Court. Mm -hmm. This movie is Wonder. Now, I've heard about it. It was a book. I remember the poster. It tells the inspiring story of August Pullman, a young boy with facial differences who enters a public elementary school for the first time. Ooh, you know, that's going to be rough. Mm. This movie will have you in tears and motivated to fight for the people who are deemed different in society. Interesting. I, I can't remember. One of my daughters loved this book, but uh, I, don't, I don't remember how they felt about the movie. I've never seen it, so I've got no opinion. That's our list. Okie dokie. So January is Financial Wellness Month, was created to remind us to pay close attention to our financial well-being. It comes right after the hustle, bustle, and spending that comes with the holiday season to help us slow down and prepare our finances for the new year and our lives as a whole. January is always associated with new beginnings and resolutions. Okay, let's go back to that. Yes, you were just coming off of kind of either the stress or maybe the high of, you know, the energy coming from the holidays. And then reality starts smacking you in the face with those credit card bills coming in. If you're like me, you get in the moment and you're like, oh yeah, let's let's buy this, let's buy that. Or yeah, we've got a party. Come on, let's just get all the good stuff. And then you're just like, oh, what did I do? We talked about this two weeks ago in our New Year's episode. And I was saying, I love January because it's kind of like starting fresh. You're purging, no more spending. And you're like, well, that's when you're paying your bills off. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, we'll just say March then. Yeah, it's kind of one of those, you're now at the consequences of what you did last year and you've got to start paying for that. It's good to include a few financial related goals. Obviously, we're, we're big about goals and having your plan of what you're going to do. So improving your financial literacy. Um, this is something we've harped a lot. And really, that's kind of what this podcast is. I mean, you think about it, like we're trying to help educate people about different financial aspects because there's been too many times when, how do I say this? When you get into the real world, there's a lot of knowledge that we're kind of expected to know. Mm. And a lot of times it's just kind of you breeze by, you, you know enough to get through it and then you never really fully understand. And yes, in this day and age, we have Google, we have things like that. But I think too many people hit a certain status level or they feel like they're old enough or they're established enough that they can't ask the questions. And so that's kind of why this podcast was created to help explain that. But whether you are the savviest of savvy investors or really just getting started out, financial literacy is super important and personalized financial literacy is what I want to throw in there, that it's having the knowledge of all the different things, but then taking a step further and working on your personal financial plan on how these different financial elements 
fit with you because it's great and all to learn about reverse mortgages or um, you know HELOCs. Reverse mortgages? Ooh, no, that's a that's a dirty word in in our or dirty words, I guess. In our, in our well, and, and I'm excited to kind. Of, I'm actually taking a starting a course now that is going to talk about reverse mortgages, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to doing an episode kind of explaining that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it's top of mind for me right now. But the point of that is that. You know, there's so much information out there. We're information overloaded. So financial literacy, figure out what works for you. Figure out what pitch your personal plan. We, of course, are associated with a nonprofit organization, American Public Education Mm -hmm. Foundation. And that uh, foundation, one of their big pushes is financial literacy uh, in schools, in K through 12 schools. If we could get all of the states in the country to adopt uh, a a financial literacy course for kids in schools, that would be tremendous. That would be a, a, a huge help because there are a lot of kids that never learn anything about it. In school, never taught anything about it from their parents, and you just you're out there one day going, "Oh, I've got to do all this. This is crazy." And there's too many predators out there that, and that sounds very harsh, but it's that will send mailers, sends emails, or manipulate people into doing certain things. And if you don't have that financial literacy, you're going to end up, you know, waking up from your crazy expenses you did last year. And you've gotten yourself into major credit card debt that you never should have had been allowed to get 10 credit cards opened up. Mm -hmm. But you didn't know any better because your parents may have never had credit cards or nobody ever talked to you about how interest works and how you're putting this money and it's not really free money. You're still going to have to pay it back. There's a lot of things that happen there. And it's one that, if anything, I want to harp on that, like ask the questions. I personally love when somebody asks me a question and say, can you explain that? Because then it helps us learn to explain things in different ways to really make sure we're matching what the client needs to understand, how they need to really get this information. And I never want it to be that a client's like, well, I don't really understand this stuff. You just do what you do. No, no, no. Let me let me explain to you what you have. Let's figure this out so you feel armed because we're not doing our job if you're like, oh, I don't know, Katie's handling my stuff. She does something with it. No, I want you to know what you, what your money's doing for you. I don't want you to be blind to it. So basically, you know, it's a it's a good idea not to pat ourselves on the back, but as you're looking for a, a good new financial year for yourself, if you haven't visited a financial planner, it's a good idea to go and visit a financial planner and actually get yourself a financial plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can help you with your financial literacy. They can answer your questions and they can figure out what your goals are and help you establish a plan for achieving those goals. I know where I'm kind of diving, but this is just kind of talking about finances. We help a lot of companies with 401k plans set up. And I recently went to a small company. It was a bunch of young employees. And I talked to them about how, you know, they've got your 401k plan. Let me help you talk about what this needs to do for you, how you should look at the investments, how much you should be putting in here. And I asked before I started, I said, how many people at previous jobs knew the person managing their 401k account? And most of them were like, I don't know, somebody would come by one time a year or something. And that's the reality is that a lot of times we talk to our clients and they say, I don't even know who our HR person is. Or when I started working, somebody who was older there just told me to pick this. And some of them, it was either like, I just went any, mini money, mo and picked. That is the first place that it's like, yes, you are starting a new job. Those decisions of how you're setting up your 401k, if you're taking the benefits, all of those 
that can make a huge difference. And too many people don't think about that as being investments and that is their finances. And if your company doesn't offer the education and the people to help you understand those plans, then that's where, yeah, you seek a financial planner, you talk to them about it. And I got to harp here again, you don't have to have, you know, billions of dollars or be on track to be the certain thing. If you want to get help, if you want to get your finances in order, you want directions, you want help with budgeting and making sure you're doing the right things, then find a financial planner that can help you do that. I mean, that's that's what we do. We're in the business of trying to help people and get them on the straight path because every step you make is a ripple effect in the good direction or the bad direction. And so you've got to just take control of it. And so it's what better time than January? Yeah, first-hand experience here. One day, Katie called me, and she's like, you're not putting enough into your 401k. And she sat down with me and really guided me through how it should be structured, which was helpful. Yeah, and that's, I mean, Cam works here, and it's one of those mm-hmm. that it's just, you know, I'm not putting words in your mouth. Come on, but throw me under that bus, it's baby. It's probably one of those that you started here and signed up and didn't want to go, like, hey, David, you know, what, what should I do? What should I be putting this in? And and it's also to put your 401k to the back of your mind. You know, you've got stuff to do at work and you're like, I'll deal with that later. But you're leaving money on the table yeah. for your future self. If you are established at a company and been there a while, just go and check it out. I know right now with markets and stuff, it may not be the best. You may not want to look at it, but be aware. Check it out. See what it's going. And, you know, if you don't feel like it's going in the right direction, ask somebody for help and advice. I'm going to kind of skip around to one thing, credit score, credit Mm -hmm. reports. Um, We did a whole episode about this. We even did a whole talk about dating sites that compare your credit scores. And I feel like when you sit down for a first date, then you need to be like, and your credit score is? (laughs) (laughs) Keiki, if you're listening, next person you want to date with, ask them their credit score. Compare with yours. (laughs) David recently presented to uh, the students of Collierville High School their finance class on just preparing yourself financially for your future. And he got to credit scores and he said, your credit score is the most important number in your life. It really is an important number. Credit score, one major factor that impacts the interest rates you get on loans is your credit score. There's two types of credit scores, the FICO score and the Vantage score. FICO. Hmm. Okay. What does FICO stand for? What is it? What is it? What is the acronym? I mean, I know it. it. Am I going to give it away? Give it away. Give it away now. Fair Isaac Corporation. Who is Isaac? And is Isaac fair? I'd say Isaac is fair. I mean, I don't know Isaac personally, but he apparently thinks he's fair enough to call himself fair. (laughs) Okay, we're being funny, but Fair Isaac Corporation was created by Bill Fair and Earl Isaac. So two guys. So two guys. So hopefully combined, Isaac was fair. If you had asked me any time before I started working here what FICO stood for, I would have automatically, because it's your credit score, I would have automatically thought that the F was, you know, financial something, something, something. and it's, Financial interest credit. Yeah, something oh. like that. <laughs> and instead, it's Fair Isaac Corporation. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so just a refresher, your credit score is made up of a couple of different components. And the percentage, it's weighted differently because a lot of people go, oh, is this going to impact my credit score? And so you kind of need to know what impacts it and what doesn't. So at the lowest, 10% is new credit. So if you have a lot of new credit lines open in a short amount of time, this can impact your credit score. So this would be if you get those emails of, hey, you're about to buy $200 of stuff at Target. Do you want to open up a Target card? Or Best Buy, Best Buy is always pushing that. Um, 
And it may be tempting, especially, you know, December time. And now they're like, oh, but you can get, you know, 20% off. Or when you buy airline tickets, they're like, you can get 80,000 miles if you sign up for this credit card. And in your mind, you're thinking, oh, no harm, no foul. I'm just going to get a credit card. I'll put it on there. But if you do a lot of that, then that's going to impact your credit score. And I know this goes against that uh, follically challenged financial guru based in Nashville. I'm not going to name names. It is good to have a certain amount of debt. That helps your credit score. Yes. Right? We're on the same page here? Yeah. So that was 10% new credit. 10% credit mix. Credit is more than just credit cards. The better you can manage a mixture of credits, the better your score will likely be. So this is going to be having car loans, house loans, HELOCs, um, lines of credit at the bank, things like that. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to be like, oh, well, I need all the things. Hmm. No. But as you're like... Merging your marriages or things like that happening. Uh, merging your marriages. <laughs> merging your marriages. Oh, what in the sister wives is going on here? <laughs> merging people together in a marriage, not merging your marriage. Polyamory is good for not- credit scores. <laughs> oh, God. Lord, it's been a while since we've all been together. <laughs> so if I have a house on my credit, then, you know, Maybe it's one of those and and your spouse only has a credit card. Then maybe they need to put the car in their name. Like it's just, it's kind of diversification. Our lovely little jargony word. Just like spread it out. Spread it out among people. Make sure you've got a good mix of it. 15% is length of credit history. New credit users seem more likely at risk to lenders. So this is kind of where I throw to the parents. You know, figure it out, but it may be one of those that even prior to them going to college, you kind of put them as an authorized user on a card or get them a credit card and it can have a very low limit on it, something like that, only used for emergencies. I I don't know if anybody, you two probably don't watch it, but the show Jenny and Georgia. um, Yeah, I actually did watch the first season. Well, the new season just launched and um, part of it is the mom is a little sketching some stuff and she's opened up credit cards in the kid's name and there's a there's a part where the daughter starts searching her credit score and her credit score is like a 300 because the mom has opened these credit cards in her name and the daughter is like 15. Mm. So that just made me think of that's why I'm kind of harping on this credit score thing is kind of check your credit score because somebody could have hijacked your stuff and put stuff on there. Yeah. Then two biggest thing that's impacts your credit score is credit usage. So if you're using too much of your available credit, it may mean that you're overextending yourself and spending at an unsustainable level. And so there is a certain amount with this and um, and you've got to know what's on this. So like I, I think I've talked about this before, like I have a higher credit usage because of all the different things I have under me. I had linked my husband as an authorized user on one of my cards and because it, it was a time that we had a bunch of stuff going on there. And the balance with it that was temporary that we were paying off impacted his credit score because his credit usage was lower than mine. Mm. So it's it's a game when you've got to look at this. Through one of my credit card companies, the you know they alert me every time my credit score yeah. changes. And it is invariably because of my credit card balances. Now, we pay off all of our credit cards at the end of every month, but it doesn't matter if they if they just happen to run it run it when i've got a balance on there my score can can drop they're like oh you have 20,000 in yeah. credit card debt and it's like no i don't really yeah, yeah. i'm going to pay it just <laughs> give me a second for goodness sake well and it's i mean the last one is payment history obviously making sure you're paying your bills and it's now obviously if you have one time that you got a little late payment 
it's not going to ding you. But if you are a repeat late person, then it's it's going to impact you for sure. But yeah, as Court just said, it's your credit score is going to get pulled at random times. Being aware of it and especially being aware of your credit score if you're about to be making big purchases where you're going to need loans. Because as Cam said, David said, this is the most important number you have and you need to always be watching it and be aware of it. But it's one of those that keep it status quo, keep it really in the good range because you never know when you're going to need it for loans and things like that. And there may need to be some prep work you do ahead of time prior to taking out those loans. Okay, sorry, I went on a soapbox about credit scores, but they're very important. History lesson. I haven't done a history lesson in a while. Ooh. Ooh. I like history. Katie's history lesson. History of Financial Wellness Month. Um, you know, finances have been a cause of concern in human lives for as long as money has existed. It's the key to unlocking all of our material desires, but can also be our downfall and source of frustration when it isn't managed properly. That is why Financial Wellness Month exists to serve as a reminder for us to prioritize our financial well-being. As we all know, the term finance usually equates to money. However, finance encompasses not just money, but also the creation and management of money and investments. This means it deals with how you earn money and also how you spend that money. Financial wellness has to do with your relationship with money, how secure it is regardless of the variables that could affect your future. Just as we established that financial well-being plays an important role in the lives of anyone who earns an income means that employees need to understand the concept the most. Employers need to prioritize educating workers on financial wellness. Did you hear that, business owners? You need to help with this. Just as APF, uh, American Public Education Foundation, is trying to help in the schools to get education. You as a business owner, as a manager, need to play a role in this as well and help educate your employees because it really is a full circle effect. Some of the areas employees need financial support the most are in saving for retirement, paying off student loans, healthcare expenses, budgeting or spending. Employers can educate these employees by organizing programs to help them with better budgeting, paying off debt, saving for emergencies. Studies show that employees burdened with financial issues yield low productivity in the workplace. Some tips you could use to help apply to boost the financial wellness are creating stable sources of income, budgeting, setting up emergency funds, evaluating your credit, setting aside money to clear debts. Duh. <laughs> I mean, that last part is duh, yeah. Um, but it's, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. And it's when I when I do financial plan presentations, I tell people, I always lean on the ultimate most conservative side. I want to show you worst case scenarios because we do not live in a world where it's just all perfect status quo. Your car is going to break down. A kid's going to fall and break, you know, an arm. Something is going to happen in your life and you've got to be able to Pivot. 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 This next little point that we want to stress to people, I'm not sure that it's true for me, but apparently the majority of people uh, it is true for, and that is that financial stress is the number one cause of employee stress above job stress, health stress, and relationship stress combined. 
a financially stressed employee is more than two times more likely to leave their job with you if you're their employer, but do if they feel that they're financially underpaid or whatever. The reason I, I preface this with I'm not sure it's true with me is because financial stress is is not where my stress. I mean, my stress is is not coming from financial stress. My stress is whoo boy, it's other stuff <laughs> it's coming at you from all other angles. <laughs> But it's, I mean, we've talked about this before. It's all kind of, if you're stressed, financially stressed for sure, then it affects your relationships. It affects your health, It which then can affect your productivity at work, which can affect your relationships with family. Like it all is just this terrible ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And so it's trying to get that in check. And I think especially right now, January, those bills are coming in and you may be igniting fights and that should have probably happened in December when you were purchasing the things. But now... They're happening and it's kind of one of those word of advice. All I can say, especially if you're in a relationship and you're dealing with financial stress, pick your battles and don't try and go back and deal with that. It's more of like, hey, it's here. We got to pay this off. Let's get this paid off and let's figure out how to knock it back to this spot. But harping on the past is it's not going to help. It's just going to cause more and more drama And instead, you just say, let's get this taken care of. Let's get this burden off of us. But let's try and make sure that we're setting ourselves up to not ever get back to this spot again. So just leave it alone. Don't don't care about the number of shoes that were purchased. Just, just oh, speaking for a friend. Oh, I thought, oh, huh. Have you had some fights over maybe some SJPs that you sh- shouldn't have gotten, Katie? I think, I think I've said it on the podcast before, but it's, you know, some tongue-in-cheek comment was made by my husband about like, you got to quit spending so much money. And I said, I don't have time for you to talk to me about this. And don't talk to me about this because we're going into December and I'm going to spend some more money. <laughs> At least you're honest. I mean, it's, and I'm an advisor, y'all. Like, <laughs> I, and I'm being honest about that, but I, I understand my relationship with money. And that's where it's, you've got to have that balance and understand that just because they may be your romantic partner, they're your partner in life. It doesn't mean you have to share the same relationship with money, but you have to respect each other's relationship with money and learn how to work together with it. And so don't go, well, she's spending all this money over here. So I'm going to go spend this money over here. Because then that's childish and that doesn't work. (laughs) Then you're both just spending too much money. So your husband has to be frugal because you're not frugal is basically what you're saying. Exactly. (laughs) No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't follow my example. And the last little thing is um, we've talked about SMART goals before. And, you know, the specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-related goals. But I kind of wanted to just break that down a little bit further when you're looking at your goals you're setting for this year. And again, remember, it didn't have to start January 1. It could start March 23rd. I mean, just start it whenever you want to start it. But if you've gotten this credit card bill and it's high and you're like, you know what? I need to quit spending so much money on friends or I know that I'm going to need to get a new car in a couple of months and I'm going to have to start paying a car payment. I need to now start saving what would be that car payment. You're just calling me out, aren't you? No, I'm not. I, I, I'm starting to look for cars too. So I, I'm really? right there. Yeah. How are you? Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay, let's let's start it out. Let's let's play it out. Let's Cam, let's use you. Role play. <laughs> okay. Use me. Use you. So you know, let's let's say in, in six months you're gonna be getting a new car and right. you well, let's hope it's a little less than six, six months. months. Yeah. I'm borrowing a friend's car right now. <laughs> 
Okay, well, it's trying to give us a little bit more time. In three days. <laughs> all right, all right, six months. Six sure. months, you're going to be buying a new car. And let's say, you know, the payments are going to be $800 a month. Mm-hmm. So we're specific. Our goal is that we're wanting to start building into your budget that $800 payment. Which mm-hmm. is just, I mean, I, I cannot tell you, it's obviously been a long time since Robin and I bought any cars because $800 payment just sounds extraordinary to me. I'm like, holy cow, that's a lot of money. See, we're making this very specific because it's kind of like Cammy and I talked about the New Year's episode. I want to lose weight. No, you got to make it specific. I want to lose five pounds by March. Mm -hmm. So this is not, I want to spend less because I know I got a car payment. It's, I want to budget $800 for this future car payment coming up. Specific. You set that out. Okay. Okay. Measurable. How much money are you going to start saving? Okay, we're going to try and start saving $800. Now, is it going to happen overnight? Probably not. It may be your first month, Cam, you're able to carve out $400. And the next month, you you whittle it down as you realize what where you can save. Actionable. What actions do you need to take in order to achieve your goal? Not spend. <laughs> so you always attach an action to your goal. You know, for example, I will install direct deposits of my checking account so the bank automatically transfers money into my child's education fund. So it could be that you have a savings account and you automatically each month are starting to move some money out that it's still available if you need it and realize, oh, we didn't really have that in our budget, but you're starting that discipline. Realistic. Make sure your goal is realistic and you're passionate about it. If you don't truly believe you can achieve this goal, you're doomed from the start. So basically, if you can't afford a Ferrari, maybe go for a Prius. Is that (laughs) realistic? Yeah, be realistic. And it's everyone wants that instant gratification and people aren't realistic. And it's, I think, women especially, we've been ingrained in our brain like, I want to lose 20 pounds by next Saturday for my reunion. Well, that's probably not going to happen unless you cut off a limb or you just like make yourself extremely unhealthy and that's just not a good idea. So yes, make it where if you want to be a millionaire, don't say you want to be a millionaire by the end of the year and you only have $50,000 right now. Set realistic goals and set like if it's a large goal that you're going for, set small increments like Hey, I want to be at half a million dollars by this point. I want to be at a million dollars by this point. So with you, Cam, it's like, I want to be able to have $800 ready to be used for these car payments by six months. So at three months, I want it to be at, you know, $600. Time bound. We've set it. Six months. That's the goal. Now, it's a goal. Goal does not mean that, you know, lightning bolt is going to strike you if you miss your goal. They're flexible. Yeah. To a degree. They can be. That's kind of where it goes into the accountability. And um, if you tell people about it, if you write it down, knowing yourself and what works and what doesn't work. How smart of you. Thanks for using me. Very smart. That was helpful. You're so smart. (laughs) Financial wellness. This was kind of a cluster of all different things. Um, Just kind of a recap of some of the episodes we've done before. But if you want a deeper dive into this, listen to episode 13, which was good debt versus bad debt. Okay. We we go way into depth there. Yeah. While I was sitting here listening to you talk, I was thinking to myself, you know, we could probably make some interesting episodes out of topics that we did early on because this obviously our podcast has has evolved quite a bit since yeah. our early days. It'd be interesting to go back and touch on some of those topics again 
the way that we do things now. I mean, for instance, you know, just the level of involvement of Cameron has obviously increased significantly since our early days. So it'd be fun to go back and touch on those. We've evolved as well because it's, again, the purpose of these podcasts are to help financial literacy for our listeners, but also help us. Okay, so a quote that David says a lot, um, it is, he says it to me a ton. I, I think that might say something about what I, the, the way that I write. <laughs> Which I'm surprised you don't say it to me because I'm I'm wordy. But the quote is, if I had had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's been attributed to Mark Twain, Winston Churchill. Several people have said that. I think David's probably referencing Churchill or Twain. Yeah, he likes both. Both Both. gentlemen. Mm -hmm. But the whole point of this is that anybody can explain something and use a lot of words, essentially, and really Mm -hmm. explain it deep. But to really fully explain something, you would have had the knowledge of it and make it very short and compact of like, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. So to your point, Court, how we've evolved, we have learned different ways. We have learned how to explain some of these things in different... Using different words. (laughs) Different words. Um, We've maybe gotten shorter with it. or I don't know. Our episodes have gotten longer because it's more conversational. And we're not as much... I think the earlier episodes, we were very textbook. Mm -hmm. We were kind of explaining things. And now we're able to really explain it in real world and help maybe listeners understand it and how it can relate to their lives and not saying our old episodes are bad it's just we've changed no there's a lot of there's a lot of useful information in 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 our early episodes um and every now and then cameron will see a bump in our episode downloads and it'll be obviously be someone who has listened to one episode and and liked it and just went back and downloaded all of the episodes i I laugh to myself whenever i think about someone who's maybe listened to one of our more recent episodes and then goes back and downloads from the beginning it's it's a completely different podcast (laughs) we need to go easy on ourselves because our description on our website is that this was set out to be a learning journey for both Mm -hmm. of you Mm -hmm. yeah and we have learned i mean it's a lot of great information a lot of great topics but It's kind of one of those, us doing our job is hitting on some of these topics in different ways because it may not have clicked in the credit score episode. It may not have clicked in the the bad debt versus good debt episode, but it may click in this one from the way we explained it. Who knows? Who knows? Go team. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to see what this 2023 journey gives us, what topics, um, and I want to say it here, and I know Court's going to say it at the closing, but... We want to have more guests. We want to hear from you if you've got something to talk about. Um, and we Let's can... give them something to talk about. If you want to hear Court sing some more, then come <laughs> on. If you really want to hear, go back to episodes one and two. <laughs> we sing a lot. It was... We were confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we going to do a, a bullseye or have we, have we eliminated that from our podcast? I, we can do a quick bullseye. It's January. Do a check. <laughs> <It's>, Bullseye. <laughs> do do a checkup. Um, I challenge you just go and check out your four hundred one ks if you've got those. Just kind of take a little look at uh, your credit cards, your bank accounts, and just kind of where you stand and where you want to be, and create a plan and get help when you need it. We're you know obviously we'd love to help you out if you want to come see us at Pickler Wealth, but uh, whoever fits you and fits your individual plan. You can get a free credit report once a year from each of the credit report agencies that monitor your credit. That would be Experian, 
Equifax, and TransUnion. Each of those credit reporting agencies will give you a free credit report once a year, so you can get your free credit report three times a year just using the different agencies. And January is probably a a good time, since we're talking about financial wellness, it's probably a good time if you haven't checked your credit in a year, then you probably should because you should be checking it on a regular basis. First of all, sometimes they actually mistakenly add things to your report that that, that it's just pure accident. And then of course, always there are those malicious actors out there that might be abusing your credit and your social security number to do things that they want to do for themselves. So that's my bullseye for the day. If you're gonna kick off the year right, how about kick it off by checking your credit report and making sure that it is good. In my bullseye, I'm going to quote Katie from the first half of this episode. She got on a soapbox about financial wellness and then ended it with, duh. So, <laughs> duh. But, uh, also, That's a very educated just, comment. Just, duh. But also, Court mentioned our foundation, the American Public Education Foundation, and how one of our two focuses is financial literacy in America. If you want to see the state of financial literacy for each state, we've created a nifty website and that is the nation's report card.org the nation's report card.org see how your state stacks up tennessee's a c mm. well at least it's not an f we're working on it are there states with an f oh yeah okay. alaska i think north dakota washington dc we included that that's an f mm. and then puerto rico okay all right check that out oh Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me and Katie and Cameron and our podcast, feel free to go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. Leave a comment, suggest a topic you'd like to hear us talk about more, or just read up about your favorite podcast people. Uh, That's right. We've got bios on there. Um, we also have pictures on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Bullcast Podcast. We have uh, a Twitter handle that's at Bullcast Podcast as well. We've got a Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page. That's the Bullcast Podcast. And uh, and then finally, um, as we have mentioned today and mentioned many, many other times, uh, Katie, Cameron, and I all work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you would like to find out more about what we do Uh, for a living and how we can help you find out more about our amazing team and our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to that website. That's PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I've given you everything you need to start this year off right. Go forth and prosper. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're done.